everybody and happy Christmas to you all. Whether you're joining us on YouTube or you're joining us with Zoom or you phoned in and you're listening to this service, we just want to say we're glad that you've connected with us as we celebrate and remember the birth of Jesus. Come to us as Emmanuel, God with us this morning, with every single one of us. And it's been a challenging year, hasn't it, for most, if not all of us, I think, from the minor inconveniences like queuing and trying to find things that are uh, out of stock to having to remember to take face masks with us or, you know, keep our distance from one another when we're used to being able to hug and see one another, whether it's small things like that or people have faced bigger difficulties like job losses and financial worries or sickness and loneliness or even the loss of loved ones and it's been really important this year to stay connected like this so thank you all for making that great effort and for being here with us this morning our christmas theme has been the great light and i want to continue in that theme this morning can you imagine a world without electric lights I was thinking about this the other day, and it's actually quite recent history, uh, the rise of electric lights in houses. You know, when we bought our house here in Newcastle, we still had the gas pipes for the gas lights in the house when it was built. And did you know that the first ever electric light bulb was invented right here in the northeast by a guy called Joseph Swan in Sunderland? Some people think it was Thomas Edison. Well, he made it commercially available, but it was Joseph Swan that actually invented the light bulb. And the first ever domestic home to use electricity was right here in Northumberland as well, up at Cragside. Lord Armstrong used hydroelectricity to put lights up in his picture gallery. So we've got a good tradition of lights here in the northeast. And I want to look a little bit more this morning at Isaiah 9 again. This is Isaiah speaking 750 years ago. And um, to put it into context, this is like someone from the 13th century speaking to us. It would be like someone prophesying about Brexit or COVID, someone like Genghis Khan or Marco Polo or some Francis of Assisi or William Wallace, someone like that speaking. The sun's come out and you can't see me. I'm, a, I'm hidden by a great light, aren't I? I'll try and move into the shade a bit for you. There you go. Um, it would be like someone from the 13th century speaking about something happening to us today. And so several hundred years before Jesus was born, Isaiah prophesied this in chapter 9. He said, in Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great and radiant light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a glorious light has shined. And there's two things we can see in this verse. It speaks of Jesus coming to Galilee. And you know that Galilee was under Roman rule when Jesus was born. But long before that, it was a very oppressed area of Israel. The Assyrians uh, invaded and decimated it. It was a ravaged region in Israel. It was the most poor region, the most downtrodden region, region the darkest region in Israel. And this is where Jesus came to. Out of the whole planet, he came to Galilee. 
And so we can see from that that his message is not just to the rich and powerful, it's to everyone. And he came to Galilee of the Gentiles, it says in verse 2. And that tells us that Jesus did not just come for the Jewish people or one particular nation group. He came for everyone. He came to the poorest, the most downtrodden, and he came in the most humble way imaginable to that poorest of regions by being born in a stable. The light of Jesus is for everyone. Nobody is left out. So what is this light? How does the light of Jesus affect our lives today? Well, it goes on in this chapter in verses three and four. It says, you have multiplied the nation and increased its joy. They rejoice before you according to the joy of harvest, as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For you've broken the yoke of his burden, and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor. And when the light of Jesus comes to us, burdens are lifted, joy is increased, God's family grows. There's provision, there's freedom from the things that oppress people and weigh them down. There's rejoicing in God's presence. Who is this light? What's his nature and character? Well, it tells us in verses six and seven, this famous verse is immortalized by Handel in the Messiah. It says, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, and of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom he will order and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward even forever and Jesus said of himself in the gospel of John I am the light of the world I am the light of the world whoever follows me will never walk in darkness but will have the light of life and he then said to his followers in the Sermon on the Mount, you are the light of the world. And so this title that was given to Jesus, he now gives to us. So we're to both be those who receive his light and who give and share his light with others. The story is told of a young Robert Louis Stevenson. I love this story. I read it recently. And uh, Robert Louis Stevenson was an 18th century Scottish author. He wrote things like Treasure Island and books like that. But the story is told of him as a child and he was in his bedroom one day kneeling on the windowsill looking out of the window and his mother called him to get ready for bed and he totally ignored her he was so engrossed in whatever it was he was looking at out of the window and so his mother said to him uh, what's going on and she went to look to see what's what had captured his attention so much and she saw that he was watching as a man slowly moved along the street one post at a time, lighting the gas streetlights one at a time. Look, he said, Mum, there's a man making holes in the darkness. There's a man making holes in the darkness. I love that. And so this Christmas, may you all know the true light of the world in the person of Jesus. May you know his presence, his light and his love in all of your homes. And may you go on making holes 
in the darkness with the love of Jesus as we share that with other people. So make holes in the darkness this season and reflect that light to others. And I just pray for you especially this season in some other words from Isaiah. May the light of Christ in you break forth like the dawn and may your healing appear quickly. May your righteousness go before you and the glory of the Lord always be your rear guard. So we're wishing you a very happy Christmas, full of the light of his presence and with much love to you all from Clive and I at International Harvest Church this Christmas. Thank you.